future lawyers, friends, neighbors, and anyone who's listening. And welcome to the Elite Law Schooler podcast, where I am trying to help you land the job of your dreams. So we're at the point in the semester, as I talked about in my introduction, if you listen to my introduction, where it's really time for you to get out of theory and more into action. So I'm not going to have a traditional episode for you today. Uh, Instead, I'm going to ramble about some of what I found to be secrets to time management. Um, Not necessarily original um, and not necessarily specific to me, but some some things that, uh, that helped several people in law school learn how to, first of all, be aware of their time, and second of all, learn how they're using it, where their time is going, and just how to maximize uh, your brain in terms of how do you get the most out of your brain every day. Um, you can't. We all know you can't just sit still and read for 12, 16 hours a day like a robot and expect to have great results. <clears throat> your brain works in spurts. So we're going to be talking about some you know, low-level neuroscience today um, in a way to kind of help you understand how to figure out how your brain works and how to figure out how to maximize your potential. So first of all, you need to become aware of your time. You need to become aware of how much time you're spending on various activities. Um, we're not going to get into how you're going to keep up with everything you do in your life, but when it comes to studying and trying to get in X number of hours per day, I think there's a way you can do that. And I think it starts by using the timer on your phone, using a timer, anywhere you can find a timer, cooking timer, it doesn't matter. But when you sit down to study, time yourself. Don't look at your phone, don't goof around, don't do things like that. Actually time the amount of time you spend studying in that particular way. So let's get to a more specific example. Say you're going to read and you say, I want to read for two hours or I want to read for as long as I possibly can. Set a timer and start reading and see how long you can go before your brain starts rejecting it. Because at some point you're going to reach a certain amount of stimulus or you're going to reach a certain amount of exasperation in your brain where your effectiveness starts to fall off. So if you can imagine a graph going steadily up and to the right, or let's just call it level, imagine the graph going level from left to right. And on the x-axis is time and on the y-axis is your effectiveness. So it's going to go from left to right pretty straight and it's going to start to taper off a little bit and then at some point it's going to plummet and the graph's just going to drop down to the x-axis and that means your effectiveness is pretty much gone to zero because your brain is exhausted. Um, Your brain is just like your muscles. You can train and train and train and become better at using your faculties. But Starting out especially, uh, your brain's not ready for the level of intensity that you want it to go through. 
So law school, I think for a lot of people, and especially for myself, I mean, I can say that for sure, is when I got there, I, I had this idea of how hard I was going to push myself. And it was a lot like signing up for a marathon and, and trying to train for a week and go run the marathon. You have to steadily increase your ability to use your brain as you would your muscles. So begin to time yourself and begin to set goals for yourself, just like you would by keeping a workout journal or a diet journal or anything like that, anything you want to improve on in your life, you would keep track of that. So, or your finances, for instance, you know, you have a spending problem or you want to get better at, at spending, then you want to know where your money's going. So the same goes for your time. Um, begin to make yourself aware. And that means from daylight to dawn, from when you wake up to when you go to sleep, start keeping track, even if it's just mentally. You don't have to keep a notebook. I would suggest doing something like that in the first month or so, but start learning where your time is going. Um, when you sit down to study, time yourself. See how long you can last before your brain starts to, to just give out. Get up, walk around, reset. Neuroscience has shown you cannot just sit down and study, study, study. You have to, when your brain gives up, you have to get up, go do something else, go exercise. Exercise is, is, is definitely correlated with better abilities uh, mentally. Um, if you go exercise, it's, it's not only a form of meditation where you kind of get yourself outside of yourself and outside of your typical life, but you're also filling your body up with oxygen and you're getting endorphins and you're getting a break and you're pushing yourself, which always feels good. But <clears throat> that's not the way you have to do it. You can go walk, you can go, you can go exercise, you can go do whatever you want to do. You can go listen to music, watch a show. The point being your brain starts to give out. <clears throat> so start timing yourself when you study and start figuring out just at, at what point that is. Um, and it may, it's probably going to go something like this. You sit down to read for example, and reading is very dense in law school, so I would consider that one of the more difficult activities that you have because you really have to pay attention, you have to maintain focus. I would suspect that when you start out doing this, you're going to sit down and you're going to set a timer, and after about two hours, you're going to really start to taper off and you're going to lose effectiveness. Then you take a break, start the clock over again, come back, you know, it's going to be something like an hour and a half, an hour and 15 minutes, then your brain's going to give out and you're going to have to take a break. You're going to have to walk away. You're going to have to do something else. And then you're going to come back. You're going to time yourself again and you'll get maybe an hour in, maybe 50 minutes. And it's going to slowly start to decrease the amount of time you can sit there and stay on focus because your brain is wearing out and your brain is getting tired. And that's something that people don't really tell you about. And you're not really intellectually challenged to this level a lot in your life until you get to law school. And then it, then it really is becomes a, a daily challenge. It's uh, like Navy SEAL school would be to your body where you're constantly being forced to physically do things you never thought you could do. Um, law school does that to your mind. You're being forced every day to learn information and retain it. So... Eventually, your brain will run out for that day, and if you keep pushing yourself, you may find, and you probably will find, that that first two hours all of a sudden becomes two hours and 15 minutes, or two and a half hours, 
And instead of being able to get four hours of reading in in a day, you can get five or something like that. Or maybe you'll start off only able to get two and a half, three hours of dense reading in a day before your brain gives out. The point being, keep track of it and start to see the progress because it's very interesting, one, and two, you need to know yourself. You need to understand your limitations. And by understanding your limitations and knowing how long you can study, you can actually begin to structure a day. So I suspect that when you get to law school, they tell you about how you should structure your day. You know, you're going to study all of these hours, um, set up your week, and just really follow this rigorous schedule. But you don't know yourself well enough to set up that schedule. You see what I'm saying? You don't know how long you can study for. You don't know these things about yourself yet. So learning these things about yourself not only gives you goals and and ways to push yourself beyond what you're normally pushing yourself mentally, but it also gives you an idea of what kind of data you're working with. You actually begin to learn the quantitative side so that you can sit down and you can say, you know what? My first reading block in a day, I can study for about two hours. My second reading block, I can study for about an hour and a half. And the third one, I can study for about 45 minutes, and then I I can't read anymore that day. And so you need to know these things about yourself and get your week scheduled. Um, Very structured. Structure's great. You want that structure, but you can't really set up that structure for yourself until you understand yourself. So that's my point. Time yourself. Learn how long you can stay in those most focused activities. Also, be aware of the time that you're spending on everything in your day-to-day life. And eventually, you'll be able to get a more predictable schedule together for your weeks. And this may take two, three, four, five weeks to truly understand yourself well enough to actually set up a schedule you can stick to and maintain. Once you have gotten a really good idea of how you spend your time day to day and how long you can study in those hardest activities, then I want to move into something I call it task classing. I figured this out somewhere towards the end of law school. Really, you know, once I began to think of things in terms of processes and methods, so I think it was really business school where I really started to think of my life in this way about how to get greater efficiencies out of my life. Um, And I really perfected it during the bar exam. So I will give you examples from the bar exam of how I implemented what I call task classing. I figured out pretty early on in bar study that the hardest thing I would have to do is read the detailed outlines um, and learn things in really great detail and read really dense reading. So that was my class one stuff, okay? Class two stuff would have been something like making note cards, studying note cards, uh, watching videos and taking notes because that that required a bit of focus. Um, Class three stuff would have been uh, writing note cards out, not studying them, Um, something that's very routine, something that's very repetitive, um, not reading outlines. So my class three stuff would be stuff that didn't involve a tremendous amount of my mental faculties. So they had audio lectures, things like that. Um, Going back through and listening to lectures just like an audio book, not watching them, not trying to take notes, just kind of passively learning. At this point, 
I'm trying to figure out what I can do instead of nothing. So your class one activities are the most difficult activities, whatever that is for you. These are the things that are the absolute hardest for you. You know, by this time, I understood how many hours I could put into class one activity. After you time yourself and you begin to learn how long you can stay on a very focused class one type activity, then you can say, okay, every day I'm going to spend four hours minimum on class one activities. Now, if you burn out a little bit before that or a little bit after that, no big deal. You don't have to stick to an exact schedule every day. You can't feel as good physically every day as you did on your best days. So you, you got to know there's a, a bit of variance there. It's never going to be static. Um, you can't maintain a robotic schedule. But you can set general goals for yourself and say, okay, every day I'm going to do four hours of class one activities. Now, after my class one activities, after those four hours, I'm too burned out to read anymore or do highly focused activities. But I can still do some class two activities. I can still flip through note cards. I can still take data and maybe turn it into an outline, things where you're, you're taking information and typing it out or writing it, but you're not really trying to conceptually understand it to the level of a class one activity. So, okay, I've gotten four hours of class one activities done. I know that I've got two hours of class two activities, okay? I can handle that. When you get through with the class two activities, then you've got really six good hours of studying in per day. You say, you know what? I don't need to quit. I can still do an hour and a half or two hours of class three activities. I can sit on my couch. I can eat. I can have a glass of wine. Whatever it is you like to do, you can sit back, relax, and play an audio version of a, of a lecture video. Or you can play an, an audio-specific lecture. You can do things that are not as strenuous. So maybe there's some videos that just cover really broad, high-level material that you already know, but the repetition will help. Um, and that's another thing proven in neuroscience. The more you see something, um, the more times you see something uh, spread out over days, uh, the more likely you are to remember that. So if you completely understand a topic, it's still good to sit back instead of doing nothing and watch a video on that topic. So anything that won't stress you out, make you conceptualize information or try to store that information, but really just passive learning. That's your class three stuff. So what I found was if I push, 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 and I try to do only class one type stuff, I try to do only the hard stuff, then I really get four good hours out of a day and maybe one and a half sorry hours where I really wasn't doing those activities. I really didn't have the mental capabilities to focus down and, and perform those activities like they're meant to be performed. I was really wasting time after the four-hour mark. That's something you can do in law school as well. You can say, okay, my class one activities are reading the dense material for class, class preparation. Uh, my class two materials would be maybe finding lecture videos or maybe going through and taking information out of the book that you've highlighted and just typing it into an outline. That doesn't take a tremendous amount of, of mental capabilities. When you're taking information and just kind of scribing it and organizing that information, it's work that needs to be done, but it's not work that needs to be done in your best hours of the day. So 
I got up really early in law school, and my best hours of the day were those first four hours. You don't need to be making an outline during that period of time. You need to be doing your learning during your best optimal hours. So your class two comes down to, you know, you've already used up your good hours for the day on another task. What's something I can do that requires a bit of effort, you know, working around on Microsoft Word and taking information out of a book and pulling it out of there and putting it into your outline, whatever that may be, organizing information. And then what are some class three things I can do? Um, can I just go find a video lecture somewhere? Can I go on Barbary or Kaplan or, or whoever has free lecture videos and just listen to really broad level stuff? Can I go find an audio book on civil procedure and just listen to that? Um, is there anything I can do to squeeze one or two hours out of a day that maybe everyone else can't do? Um, what, you know, is everybody else getting exhausted after their class one activities and just quitting? And the answer to that is, is most likely yes. You see a lot of people sitting around the library with their books open and they sit there for eight, nine hours a day. I can tell you that your brain cannot do that. Your brain cannot conceptualize information for those long hours a day. So what happens is after you've used up your effective window of time for your class one activities and you have exhausted your brain, you're essentially just looking at information and making yourself feel better by telling yourself, you know, I'm studying for eight hours a day. In reality, your brain's not capable of that. So figure out for you, what are my class one activities? I will guarantee you that everyone has difficulty with the reading. It's, it's a lot of reading, it's dense, and it's exhausting. And also when we're talking about classifying uh, tasks you have to perform every day, don't leave out class. So sitting in class, paying attention and taking notes is either a class two or a class three activity, depending on what kind of learner you are. I'm a very audible learner. I can sit there and I can listen and I can understand. Um, I listen to a tremendous amount of audiobooks, so I think that I've actually trained my brain to do that. But if you have to really focus yourself and take notes and it's really kind of difficult to pay attention in class and, and maybe you don't like the material, <laughs> imagine that. Um, that's a class two activity. It's not class one. You're not, you're not, you know, if you were teaching the lecture, maybe, you know, maybe teaching new material, something like that would be class one. But you're sitting and you're taking in information and you're trying to somewhat organize it. I would say that's class two material. So if you read for four hours every day and you have three hours of class, well, there's seven hours right there. I mean, you've, you've, you've got maybe an hour of some class three stuff at home. And then you've put in an eight-hour day. And I think that should be your goal. Um, I think that the human mind is capable of some days, yes, you can get to 10, maybe 11, and God forbid, maybe a 12-hour day here and there. Yes, that is possible, just like the human body is capable of, of running 50 miles. And you know people can do ultra marathons, and uh, they do it. But that's not something that can happen often. You do that once a week, I mean, you're probably going to break your mind down a little bit. So you got to figure that needs to be very few and far between. And you need to maintain a schedule that allows your mind to maintain balance, just like you would maintain a workout schedule that allows your, your body to heal and be ready for the next workout. You can't just absolutely destroy your mind one day and then expect everything to be fine the next day. So Keep that in mind, and the idea here is to maintain consistency. You want to figure out all of these things about yourself so that you can set up for yourself a very predictable schedule 
Um, if you remember Elliot Condon's interview, she uh, number one in her class, all of these things. But she found time to watch Jeopardy at night. Um, I know a lot of people that did really well in school had a show that they watched every night. Um, I typically had some sort of 30-minute show. If it was an hour show, hour-long show, I would probably fall asleep 30 minutes in and catch the rest of it the next day. But you need to have something. Um, unfortunately, we can't read. I love to read, but when you read, read, read in law school, your eyes are pretty shot. So that's why I got into audiobooks. Um, find something that you can do that won't strain you, that will absolutely allow you to get out of your everyday grind and allow you to breathe a little bit and allow your mind to relax. Um, another thing, interestingly, is watching movies you've already seen before. Uh, studies have shown that that allows your brain to just completely relax because you know how the movie goes and your brain kind of gets on cruise control. So that's very, uh, very helpful, especially if you're an anxious person or you're a stressed out person. Uh, watching parts of movies that you have seen before is, is actually a, a proven thing. It will relax your mind and it's, it's actually been used for sleep therapy for people before. Um, so that's it. That's all I really have for you today. Um, that was some of the most helpful information I gathered, and I really didn't get a full grasp of this information until it was too late. So I really hope this helps you out a lot, and I hope that not only can you increase your performance in law school, but you can also learn how to maximize yourself as a human being. Um, once you learn that there's always another hour every day for some maybe some class three activities, well... You know, if you listen to an audiobook every day for an hour throughout your adult life, can you only imagine the amount of information you will have learned? And uh, don't take your mind for granted. You're, you're obviously a gifted person. You're obviously gifted intellectually if you are where you are. Don't take that gift for granted. Learn how to push it. Um, just like if you're an incredible athlete, you need to learn how to push your body and how to get everything you can out of it because you were given a gift. Um You've been given a mental gift. So begin to learn how to train it and begin to learn how to master it and how to guide it. And you will find yourself to be a much more capable person, uh, not only in law school, but thereafter. And uh, that's it for today's show. Um, we're not going to have your typical every week episode now. I'm going to begin trying to interview people that have interesting jobs, maybe not traditional jobs, um, to talk about potential career paths. Um, if you want to learn about methods on how to do better at law school, I have eight great episodes um, to go back on. Uh, Nick Spetz's episode is really great for interviewing and how to, um, how to get a really good summer job. And as that approaches, you need to be begin thinking about what it is you want to do, where you'd like to work, and just how you're going to achieve that goal. And um, there are so many tools out there, uh, like LinkedIn, Nick talked about that a lot, that can really help you get in front of someone that you otherwise probably would never be able to get in front of. So begin thinking about that process. Um, just, you know, here and there. Don't don't push that yet. It's not time for that. You really need to be focusing on your exams, but I'm going to hopefully have some people come on the show that can talk to you about various career paths and, um, and what, what sounds fun. 
you know, um, if you're like me, you just kind of went into this nebulous legal field. Didn't really have any idea of all the interesting things you can do with a law degree. So hopefully I can expose you to some of those things. Um, but we will not have the typical Sunday, uh, every single Sunday, the same kind of episode with the predictable format so that you can learn how to do better at law school. I think that it begins to sound a little bit redundant and I will, uh, start, I will continue to pull people from hopefully various schools here soon. Um, that did really well in their class, but I'm not really looking to fill up this podcast with that kind of material primarily. I'd like to get in really good students, get their methods, tease out their secrets to success every now and then, and really try to just get in a variety of episodes and keep it within the legal field, but let's start exposing you to some interesting stuff. So, I hope everything goes really well. I hope everything is going really well. And um, remember to take care of yourself. Sleep, exercise, breathe. It's a beautiful time of the year no matter where you are. October is a fantastic month. Get out and remember that there's a world spinning around you. Do not get lost in the library. You are not able to do that steady. Nobody is. You can't just sit there and do that constantly. So you're going to need to take breaks. And when you do... Go enjoy some of this beautiful weather. I uh, I wish you all the best, and I will see you with another episode soon. All right? Bye.